Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello, welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online. I'm Ben James. I'm joined by Andy Howell to look back on what feels like a historic game in many ways. Wales's win over Australia. Ten years in the making. Ten years in the making. Ended a losing streak of 13 against the Wallabies. And it was so important because Wales are facing them in next year's uh, World Cup. They had to get this monkey off their back. Uh, not just because Australia have been such a thorn in the side of Wales, but do you know what? With the four wins against South Africa in the last uh, few years, I also think this moves Wales closer to beating New Zealand. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, let's um, let's look back at how we did finally beat Australia. It probably wasn't... Uh, the DVD of the match isn't going to be under anyone's Christmas trees uh, this December, is it? It, 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 it certainly it, won't be under mine, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't exactly a classic for the for the rugby purists, but um, the defence ruled for 80 minutes, and it, it, it's, it's hard to say that Wales didn't deserve it, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, Wales, uh, yeah, overall, Wales did deserve it. Yeah, Wales came on, uh, Australia started well. Uh, Wales kept them out, some fantastic uh, defending, and... Uh, then Wales had a good patch, and I thought in the second half that Wales came on pretty strong. I think the bench made a, a, a positive uh, impact, um, some of them certainly, and I thought Wales played some of their better rugby during that final quarter. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the bench then, because I think that was that was something that we we did pick up on in midweek um, that it was certainly probably the strongest bench Gatland's ever picked in his time in Wales. Something that he said in post after the match uh, that he thought it was the strongest bench, and we did wonder how much of an impact it would have, or whether Australia would do what they did two years ago and just pull away from us before we even had a chance to empty the bench. But it, it did work out that way, and in particular, players like Ellis Jenkins and Corey Hill really sort of made an impact. And Thomas Williams. Thomas Williams as well. Impact. Yeah, yeah I'd pick out that trio as the ones who came off the bench and they made a difference so Corey Hill um, did really well while he was on the pitch not just winning line up but he's playing a loose certainly put himself about and he's very comfortable with the ball and his uh, hands and as we know Alice Jenkins is is just a winner gets involved and he's just got that winning mentality and he's an, he's such a good player I thought uh, uh, that he was in the thick of things uh, after he came on and Wales got on top of the, but the uh, apart from Dave Pocock in the uh, in the back row, uh, Pocock was excellent for Australia. But you didn't see Michael Hooper had one of his quietest games I've ever seen him have in Cardiff. And um, Jack Dempsey, uh, <laughs> Jack Dempsey, what a name! Yeah, he was replaced then by uh, Ned Hannigan, who was more like the famous outlaw Ned Kelly in a sense. They're giving penalties away. You know, he gave him a, st- a stupid penalty away. Which, uh, which I think I mean, was the, it was the penalty that cost them the match. It was ridiculous. Yeah, daft, daftest sort of play you would uh, you'd see. So, and then the other one, like I said, is Thomas Williams. I thought he made a big impact at scrum half. He brought forwards onto the ball. So all of a sudden they started hitting the ball at a bit of pace. Worked the blind side well. He's got a good passing game and he kicks pretty accurately. And uh, he did a bit of sniping. You know, um, Barry John, the great Barry John. Says he's like Mike, a bit like Mike Phillips as a player, got all those traits, and uh, you know I tend to agree with that. And I just wonder if by the end of this autumn series whether he will be the man wearing number nine. I think the pleasing thing with his snipes were they weren't snipes for the sake of 
just running around the corner, seeing if the defence is honest. It was the Australian defence was pushing up really fast out wide, and most scrum halves would either blind they, they could just blindly give a pass then, wouldn't they? But he he, he kept he kept the defence honest by by those snipes through necessity rather than just sort of habit, which we we have seen some scrum halves do for Wales, isn't it? It just becomes a case of. There's ball there. Let's just go around the corner. Yeah. I thought Thomas did it intelligently. Yeah, he read it. He read it well, and he did the right things at the right time. You know, I thought he was at, uh, you know, like scrum half Australia world. Willie Genia is an outstanding rugby player, uh, and who's got a feel for the game, plays with his brain and that. And I think Thomas, Thomas, you know, Thomas is a similar type in that sense. He does the uh, does the right the right things, and I think he is a. Uh, Player's got a big future. I know Wales thought that about three, four years ago, and then he had a serious injury, which knocked him back a bit. But uh, you know, I, I think you now he's ready. He's ready to take centre stage. Lovely stuff. Let's um, let's move on to we, we've touched on it briefly. That's that's the back row battle because obviously when you haven't beaten Australia in thirteen attempts, you, they're, they're sort of always a debate about what our best back row was going into these games whether it was matching the dual open sides of Pocock and Hooper which we used to do with Warburton and Tiprick which never won or whether it was going in with a traditional 6-7-8 like Lydiat, Warburton, Tiprick Falatau Moriarty which up until today also never worked so you, you, we've always had those debates but in particular the back row that was picked today Lydiat, Tiprick and Moriarty they were present for probably the most disappointing defeat to Australia in, in those 13 apart from maybe 2010 which was another sort of non-starter well, wasn't it yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um, yeah those three were there when literally there, there was no breakdown battle was there that day but today 2016 well they won a breakdown battle I'll tell you why they won a breakdown battle it wasn't their fault they won a breakdown battle because Australia was going off first, first phase they were just going straight through our, our midfield and that's why that ended Jamie Robson's career because Jamie had a heck of an outing uh, uh, against uh, New Zealand in that summer of 2016 when they ran out of midfield ragged and then uh, he had major problems against Australia and that was basically effectively the end of his international career so I cannot blame the back row for that day uh, the back row wasn't involved in the match because they were scoring off top of the line and that so anybody who blames the back row for that day is totally wrong I'm afraid <laughs> Yeah. But, but still, they 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 were they, they did play that day. So whether you think they they deserve that much of the blame or not, it was still well, a, it, was, where, it was still a tough lesson. The Australia's tries came from. They didn't come from yeah. winning breakdowns. They came because they, once Wales got into that game, they the second half was even Stevens. Just the damage had been done from Australia just running through our non-existent defence. Okay, we're moving away from the, the the point. Was that today they they were very much on par. With that Australian back row, absolutely, yeah. I tell you what, Australia are missing. They're missing a big number eight. Simple as that. As they'd be better off playing Pocock and Hooper at six and seven. You know, Pocock is supposed to really doing two jobs playing number eight as well. They need a big number eight. Australia to smash the ball forward. Um, yeah. So um, what was interesting today is neither backline really made any outstanding breaks. So a lot of the stuff we're taking place on the game line or they pass moving the ball a bit wider without really getting anywhere. 
and it was great for the with a flanker could get there or a back row could get there whether it was Pocock or Justin Tipretch or Nicky Smith as well popped in because could get there and get their hands on players becoming isolated who had the ball and that was great then for the opposition back row you know you could pounce on it get your hands on the ball and win a turnover apparently and Pocock did it and Tipretch did it and that came down to players being isolated you know, t- top players like Pocock and Tipbridge, they're so good because they, they play with their brains. Play heads up, they got a natural feel for the game, and they just hang around and they only strike when it's on. They're like big cats. They only strike for the prey when it's on. And um, I, 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 I thought, you know, I thought both, both teams, yeah, were, because they were isolated, that made it a lovely uh, uh, super for the opposition uh, back rows. It did, it, it did feel like quite a narrow game, didn't it? Yeah, Australia tried to get more width on it in Wales. Um, yeah. They played the Which played, they do. Played, I mean, played. yeah, you know, let's face facts, they do move the ball better than Wales. Yeah. And they're running angles and timing and what have you. And as I say, Wales didn't really threaten until Thomas Williams came on a pitch and lifted the tempo uh, through their backs. Um, but Wales uh, did a great job on them uh, defensively because. Uh, you know, Sean Edwards, let's yeah, give him some credit when he leaves Welsh rugby to go back to uh, his, his beloved Wigan Warriors rugby league. He's going to be a huge loss. You can see what it meant to him today. End of the match, he's jumping up and down in the uh, coaching box, punching the air, um, fantastic. And also, the other credit's got to go. Jonathan Davis, he had a serious yeah. injury, I think it's a year to the day tomorrow, and this was his best game since then. He's come back this season, a lot of niggles, hamstring, etc., Etc. Today, though, he was Wales's defence captain, and he really marshalled that. I think. What do you think? That's ben? that's what I was about to bring it on to because I said I said it was a narrow game, but certainly the thirteen channel was dominated by Jonathan Davis, both going forward and backwards. Mm. Um, a lot of going forward, he had a few sort of breaks, didn't he? With just that sort of trademark fend, that sort of just mm. you know you can brush people off with that. But defensively, the amount of times. Australia moved the ball and it looked like there was three on ones where they were sort of looking like they're going to isolate our wingers but John Davis just marshalled them and, and, and stopped any threat yeah he shut was, them down really he did mm. shut them down he, he's developed it was apparent today and another player who had a really good game was Josh Adams excellent you know Gatlin said he probably would have been should have been man of the match and you know it's probably it's hard to disagree in some regards yeah. but they, they had a nice little sort of they worked in tandem very well at times but yeah, really, really great defensive display from Davis and Josh Adams. He just yeah. he just he looked very mature at test level, didn't he? He, did. he had a good summer. He played very well in Argentina, and today, if a couple of kicks had been uh, for him had been on point, he would have scored. Yeah, it's just one of those days when it's just a narrow margin of ball went into touch. I was if he stayed in play, he would have, he would have scored. But uh, didn't he look a right handful when he was running with the ball as well? He and he defended well. He's very physical. He constantly made the right decision. Yeah. He was, he's he was another good player. Accurate. Yeah, yeah. You know he's played fullback a lot, so he's another one who seems to know the game. He does. He re- reads the game very well, mm. which is uh, and I think you know you'd agree, wouldn't you? I think most Welsh fans would have been shocked if Liam Williams wasn't in the starting lineup. Yep. And Josh Adams was in there in place of him. Yeah, because I think I think in the week we put it down to, and probably Gatlin put it down as well to, you know, it's about blood in these players at test level, giving them starts in the bigger games, and we all know what Liam Williams can do, but that's all well and good when you hear it before the game and you think, yeah, okay, so Josh Adams will get a bit more experience. Probably what many people wouldn't have expected to do was not only get that experience, but pass this test with flying colours and come out of it with being one of the best players on the pitch so that's 
I'm sure Gatlin knew he was capable of it. I'm sure Josh Adams definitely did, but it's it's a nice bonus for the rest yeah. of us, isn't oh, it? Of course it is. Look who he's up against today? Who he's marking is Will Fuller, one of the best players in the world. Kept him, you know, kept and he kept him, him very quiet. He did. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Wales did a good number on uh, on Fuller. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought Adams and uh, Davis combined really well. It was pleasing because yeah. um, Adams can play off Davis's shoulder. Gets in the right place. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the back line, it, there was a few sort of parts that aren't still quite performing as you'd hope. That the main one is Hadley Parks. He, he's still not sort of back to what we expect of him, is he? No, he missed a few. He did miss a couple of tackles again today. But I thought he was better today. There's a couple of key moments in that match when he did the right things, and I thought there was a step up from. Uh, from uh, last you know, last week, uh, still got a lot of credit in the bank and uh, carrying on picking him. I uh, um, I think, um, yeah, he, he's you know, Australia. He had a couple of dab- um, dabbles around him and a little bit of joy early on, but I think I thought he got better as the game went on. And he, you know, a couple of times he came up and took a man on a ball when he was uh, looking dangerous. Yeah, and at the other occasions, well, he carried the ball okay. So, he might not be fully in the straps, but uh, I don't think it's too much cause uh, for concern at this moment. Um, another, would we call it a cause for concern or Lee Halfpenny's kicking? It was, I think, I think many of the seventy thousand would have been shocked to see him miss not one but two. Sitters, sitters, yeah. yeah. And he only the final one he put over. Uh, he only just crept in. It did, yeah. Oh, sitter, but come on, give the boy his due. Everybody, every goal kicker has an off day now and again. Stresses leap half penny, so you don't expect it. Same as when the great Neil Jenkins was kicking a goal, you never expected it. But now and again, Jenks, occasionally Jenks would have a, an off day. Damn big as that off days. Yeah. Um, but so half penny, yes, it was a big shock to see him missing those kicks, but. Uh, uh, I'm not too uh, not too, hey, too been, I'm not worried about that. Pleasing thing was it, 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 don't it, forget this right is uh, in the last year he's got the highest uh, percentage success rate in international rugby. I mean, both Bowden Barrett yeah. had a hundred percent kicking yeah. rate at Twickenham, so we probably should have seen that something was a little bit yeah. awry in the old yeah. kicking goal kicking today. I think what you need to do though tomorrow, Ben, when you're in, is analyse footage of Halfpenny kicking in other matches there. Uh, Recently, and I will look at the day just in case there was something with this technique. You got uh, the, when I when I write. I, I've had a, I had a brief look at the, uh, the replay of one of his kicks, the first one that he missed in the thirteenth minute, and it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a great deal wrong. Like the planting foot, his left mm. foot is planted by the ball, arms and bodies. It looks clean when he's striking through it. it doesn't seem to be a great deal wrong. I think. He, Plus, it's just one of those days. He's just just sort of mis- misplaced it slightly. Which yeah. is, you know. Yeah, I mean, can't blame the wind. Can you? Roof was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the, I, the pleasing aspect was it didn't affect, the result. affect his either result or, oh, or his game. Yeah, a good game, didn't he? Second half, he was brilliant. Mm. The uh, there was one way I, I genuinely thought he was going to break through and score a try from a up and under, which would have been sensational. It would have been sensational had he you know he took the up and under and he stayed on his feet and just broke through the, the Australian secondary and you're thinking he, he was just running through brick walls today as he always does yeah, I thought he but played really well he's a really good all round rugby player indeed I tell you one thing I must say Wales got it right when uh, after Halfpenny gone uh, uh, been substituted with HIA and in, in that challenge Karevi's challenge on him what do you think about that Ben was that a yellow card a red card or nothing 
it's a card, isn't it? I, I, I don't know sort of what it what, what it'd be, but it's, it's definitely a penalty. Uh, I, I thought Ben O'Keefe was a little bit strange in, in not going back for that. I, I don't I don't buy that it's momentum. It, it is at momentum to an extent, but what, why lead with a shoulder? If he charges, well, obviously, wasn't even looking half anyway. Didn't he? He's looking where the ball had gone. He was looking backwards. Yeah, very. Now whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think yeah. it's enough to, to, uh, to you take what? your eye off the man and, and then claim innocence. Do you know what I think? It should have happened though. I think at TMO, they should have looked those replays at full speed because they were showing them in slow motion, which obviously makes things look looks uh, you know look make you look more um, dangerous if you like. But yeah. If you saw it at full speed, which we haven't. You know, if we saw it at full speed, would we have a different opinion? I think if it was going to be a card, it would have to be red then. Possibly. Under the, uh, under the, under the rules. I mean, he caught him. Yeah, he did. Whether it's not as intentional or not. Uh, um, um, I'm not so sure. Um, or did. Keith didn't think it was. No. He, he non-intentional, no. accidental. Or, you, did, you did think uh, it, was gonna, it was going to sum up the day, wasn't it? You know, Wales had got themselves in front. Mm. You're thinking they should have a penalty, and then straight from that they can see the penalty which they kicked. And you're thinking it's going to be what, it's, that was it, a brilliant kick by Matt Tamua. Yeah, hmm. that was that, you know that was nerves of steel, wasn't it? And you thought, okay, that's that's how this story's going to play out. We're going to be denied <laughs> victory by, by this. But uh, yeah, what you were saying about um, yeah, what I was going to say is uh, I half think penny going off. Yeah, half penny going off, and then Wales had that penalty, so it was a bit of a debate in the press box. Should Anscombe <laughs> take the penalty? or Daniel Bigger now okay I think I'm a fan of Anscombe thinks he deserves a run in a, in a uh, team at number 10 but I'm, no, I'm, my, I said straight away you've got to give the ball to Dan Bigger because Bigger is a fantastic uh, goal kicker you know he's a match winner in that situation so you give him the ball which Wales did and of course no problem at all he, Mr Cooley put it over so uh, yeah. yeah, so I you know I knew he would kick it. I, to be fair, at the time, maybe I was sort of preoccupied, but I didn't even think there was. It never even occurred to me there was a debate. I just think you know, you, as soon as Dan Bigger came on a flight half, mm. but he only kept, what was it? That was the other interesting. That's the character. Of course, he wouldn't have come on. He wouldn't have come on in that match, and if Halfpenny hadn't been injured, no, because it was completely obvious that the Wales want to give Hanscom more game time, and they want him to play the full eighties. How did you think he went? The ten? I thought he went pretty well. Yeah. So his kicking, he was better this week. He varied it. He varied it. He, kicked, he got a lot of length on his kicks as well. Uh, clearly working on that. Uh, defended manfully, put in some lot of tackles, some good tackles. Yep. Don't forget, we say early on when Carey was going for the corner, dislodged his ball, got across, got a land in yeah. there, dislodged the ball. It might be a forward pass anyway, mind, but he did stop a try, stop him scoring, and um, yeah, tackle well, and uh, you know, he passed quite well, he ran some loops. Run some moves, yeah. He looked, uh, you know, looked decent. Yeah, you know, I think they got to persevere with him. Personally, I would play him in, uh, against Tonga and against um, South Africa. And against South Africa. I just stick with him now. Playing for the full eighties, if you can, let's see how he goes. Because we're bigger, like it's like the day, and he came on, and he, you know, every confidence he was going to kick out. Go, okay, yeah. well, Matt, if bigger didn't play between now and the World Cup, and then he started with him at ten in the World Cup because he's damn, damn bigger. He's full of confidence. He steps straight in the team, and he'd be back in orders as he normally does. He's a leader. There we go. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we call it a night? In this first part of the podcast, you won't, you won't be present for the second part. You'll be replaced by Dell. You can. Uh, we leave the second half over to Mister Delmi Parfit, and I'm sure he'll look at uh, the, uh, the match against uh, Tonga. What changes uh, 
Wales uh, should make and uh, and I'm sure he'll tell yeah, I'm sure he's got you views know he will he'll, he'll, he'll tell us whether he's satisfied or not he'll, he'll have views of this game so yeah that's all to come in the second part of this podcast when you uh, when you do uh, rejoin us when you next hear my voice it'll be alongside Mr Delmy Parfit who's as we speak probably on the train back to, to Barry Barry Bados Barry Bados as he calls it some other people will have a different name for it I won't I won't I won't I won't, uh, I won't even touch that um, I'll put it to him tomorrow right so there we go next time you hear my voice it's Delmy Parfit and we're still talking about Wales Australia hi I'm Blue you know we elephants are the best parents in the animal kingdom That's why Family Fostering Partners chose me as their mascot. There are plenty of children in this area who really need a good foster home. So I'm helping recruit people from all walks of life to become foster carers. Can you help give these kids a better future? You can take the first step by visiting our website, familyfosteringpartners.co.uk. Care for the future. Right, well, it's the morning after the night before. This is the second part of the podcast, and as I did say, I'm now joined with uh, Delmy Parfit. Andy Howe's gone, and uh, still in his place is you. Still in bed, probably, Andy. Probably <laughs> is. Um, I won't say whether that's an improvement or <laughs> or not. So, yeah, Del, let's, uh, let's get your thoughts on, on the game. Yeah, um, not a classic, but, um, you know, who we've, we've waited so long for that result. Um and I thought Wales were, were outstanding in the the guts and the organisation that they showed. Defensively, they were superb. You know, you look at the talent in that Australian backline. You know, players that have carved us up in the past, and and you know they got nothing out of the, that Welsh defence. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, you know, I was taken aback a little bit by some of the comments that, that were floating around online on Saturday nights from Welsh fans, sort of complaining that it was a a pretty poor spectacle but I mean you know my, my goodness we've uh, we've surely just got to yeah. be thankful for, for the result haven't we you know in that regard it's pretty similar to the first time we beat South Africa for a long time wasn't it that was yep. 12-6 wasn't mm, it that, 12-6, was, that was hardly a classic mm, but then mm. I suppose you look what's come off the back of it mm. four wins out of five against the box yeah yeah, you, you can't underestimate what it does to get that monkey off your back. No, and, and, and Warren, Warren Gatland, I, I could tell by what he was saying afterwards. Um, you know, he was he, he mentioned that you know, the satisfaction that you always get from beating sides like this, um, and I think it's it's what it will do for Wales's mindset. You know, and Gatland and, and the and the the squad tend to play down at times the sort of psychological um, elements, but. You know, I really do think that um, chalk, chalking up that win will will have a, a positive uh, effect come come the World Cup when we when we play them in the pool. You know, we know now that you know the last time we played them, we beat them. You know, okay, a lot can change in a year, but uh, you know, we wouldn't have wanted to go into that World Cup game thinking, oh, you know, everyone going on about a fourteen match losing streak, and you know, the narrative now will change ahead of that. And I think that's important. Naturally, I think Michael Checker doesn't believe that. He sort of said afterwards that um, people like to think that these, are, you know, these sort of other games are like it's like dominoes, and one affects the other. But his words were, "You just turn up on the day and get the job done." But it, you can't, you can't really buy that, can you? When Wales have lost that many games by such a fine margin, and they've always come out on the losing side, mm. it, it, it's not. 
it, no, I don't buy that. Put it down to just I mean, I, I was watching. I was watching Checker in the. You know, there was some quite entertaining cutaways of him in his coaching box yesterday, and he was going uh, bananas at some of the decisions. Um, so he, he would have been. Um, he would have been bitterly disappointed, as you know. As much as it's a, a, a sort of landmark win for Wales, it's also a landmark defeat for Australia because the Australian public will have will have woken up. Um, those that are interested in rugby union over there, that is, um, will have woken up and thought, "Hang on a minute, we don't lose to Wales, yeah. and yet we've lost." Um, so it's going to have a big impact, um, and I think you know you can't. All right, maybe the domino effect is is overplayed. Um, but uh, you know, it's difficult to deny it. Like you say, when when you lose thirteen matches on the, on the bounce against the same opponent, and yeah. New Zealand as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at domino effects, that's some domino effect. <laughs> that's a very, very big domino effect. 1953. Mm. Um, so we were talking off air um, about probably the thing that made the difference yesterday. That was the bench. Sort of talk me through who who, who really. Well, I mean, I. I, I I, I thought Corey Hill was outstanding. Um, I think you saw a player there who was more than a little bit peeved to have been left out of the starting lineup. Um, you know, for all that the Welsh camp explained why Adam Beard had been given a chance, um, you know, he, he would have been uh, he would have been disappointed um, and really eager to prove that he should have been in the starting lineup. And I think the impetus that he brought showed that. Which is great. That's what Gatland is looking for from 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 players. Um, you know, Liam Williams made an impact. He gave away a gave away a penalty. One one of the one of the two penalties that Foley kicked as such instead of going for goal. But you know, again, he, he's just a proven quality player, and I thought thought he had a a, a good impact as well. I thought Thomas Williams as well. He made yeah. made one or two errors, but he he sort of brought um, he brought energy. Um, Energy to, to the role, and I thought he, he played a big part in, in 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 keeping the tempo up for Wales in those closing minutes. You know, when everyone was thinking, oh, "Just let's just check our watches now and wait for Australia to score the winning winning try." So, yeah, the bench was. You know, they, they said Gatlin said it was the strongest bench he'd ever named. For, you know, in his time in Wales, and I think um, <clears throat> the impact it had potentially bore that out. I think. Again, that's something that's only going to help us head into the World Cup, isn't it? If you think back four years ago, you know, playing playing scrum halves on the wing, we, we hit yeah. decimated by injuries, weren't we? And that now we we really do seem in a position of strength when it comes to depth. Yeah, it's it's been a theme, really. I think for for the team for the last couple of years, um, you know, the coaches have continually referenced the the sort of building of depth in the squad um, and, and fair play to them They're, they've seemed to have achieved that just at the right time you know we're we're just under a year out from from the from the World Cup um, and yeah Wales have genuine competition in the squad and, and let's hope that you know they have some rubber the green with, with injuries this time which they didn't get last time I suppose if you talk about blood in players at, at the right time, you think back to 2017, just before the Lions tour. I remember being particularly concerned because Wales had 
only given three debuts to players since the 2015 yeah. World Cup and it did feel like they, mean, were, they were standing oh, still that, that was a major issue and then yeah. since mm. then they've, I think it's 22 players have had debuts mm. and the pleasing thing with it is it's not just you know giving them tests against Tonga and the South Sea Islands on, on tours Gatlin's willing to play these players like we saw with Josh Adams yesterday in big games Six Nations games I think I saw another stat last week which amazed me 2017 Six Nations Howley used 26 players yeah. this year Gatlin used 38 mm. across the tournament so he is really invested now into, into you've done your homework haven't you've you you've done my homework yeah <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't ever let it be said that I, I don't prepare for these things yeah well I mean look I I um, I think I think Gatland in terms of his, his selection of Josh people like Josh Adams um, and, and Adam Beard and, and keeping Anscombe at 10 I, th- I think he wanted to, to, to send a message to these players look we don't just take a gamble on you against second third tier nations we're going to trust you against one of the best teams in the world and that gets inside a, a player's mind you know, um, so I think um, I think you know that's that's part of a, that's that's another benefit that Wales will reap further down the track in terms of the the Six Nations, the World Cup, is um, some of these players actually start to to believe that they're not just you know floating around the fringes of, of the of the first choice side. They're actually very much a part of um, of, of the process. You know. You mentioned one player there. What, what did you make of Gareth Anscombe yesterday? Uh, I, th- I thought he kicked kicked beautifully. Um, there was one um, little chip he put over the, the Australian defence in the first half, aimed for Josh Adams, which I don't know if he was got a bit unlucky with the bounce, but um, if he'd been just a little bit more accurate with that, I think we'd have scored. Um, but I think um, he's just got a, a really um, silky boot on him you know and and what what I like about him is is he, he eats up major yardage you know when he's kicking to touch and and that's not to be to be uh un- undervalued um and yeah the rest of his game I thought he he, he you know what wasn't spectacular but you know I, both attacks were well policed yeah. yesterday it wasn't it was one of those games where you know, there was very little change for for any of the attacking players, um, but Anscombe, yeah, I mean, he's 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 had the the sort of uh, the thumbs up to, to to keep his place. I don't expect him to play against Tonga, but I would expect him to to get the shirt back for, for, for the box, yeah, um, and then you know, assuming that he he stays injury free and 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 playing well for the Blues. He, he he will hopefully be be first choice in the Six Nations. It's, it's, it's interesting because we think he's done a lot of sort of subtle things very well, but you still sense the best is definitely yet to come because we haven't seen a game where he's really been given a lot of front foot attacking ball. It's always mm-hmm. been a lot of sort of games where he's sort of been bogged down. You know, Scotland was like that. Australia, his other starts, Japan got a bit sort of. Messy at times, didn't it? Mm. Um, Italy and the Six Nations as well. So you you do sense the game that's going to suit his his sort of playing style is still yet to come, and that's probably the most exciting thing 
with Anscombe. You, you mentioned Tonga there. Let's let's throw it ahead um, uh, and sort of try figure out who Gatlin's going to pick now because he did hint at wholesale changes in the press conference yesterday, yeah. possibly fifteen. Yep. So yeah, let's, uh, let's sort of run through. Whether he makes fifteen, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, there will be wholesale changes. Yeah. Whether he needs a, a some element of, of continuity, but he said he's told players who haven't been um, involved or have only been um, in, involved, you know, in, in a small way that they they will get their chance against Tonga. So, you know, I think um, Jonah Holmes might come in for a, for his first cap. Um, the, the Leicester guy, whether that's a fullback or on on one of the wings, we'll we'll see. Um, I think he's got to give the centres a rest. Um, he's got to bring in at, at least um, I think Owen 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 Watkin will, yeah. will feature. Whether Tyler Morgan does as well, you, you could you could have a few concerns about that being a, a bit lightweight. Um, but you know we'll, we'll see. I think I think bigger will start at ten. I think he he needs a he needs a start. Um, and then up front, you know, you're looking at people like, you know, will, will Jake Ball come in? Um, you know, Wayne Wrights probably is is, yeah. is is due for a start. Leon Brown at tight head. You know, when you've had, you know, Dylan Lewis has featured quite quite a lot and did well when he came on yesterday again, having started against Scotland. Um, you know, Elliot D is probably, you know, Ken Owens probably could do with a, a rest, you know, battered and bruised as he is. Um, so Elliot, Elliot D is likely to start at hooker. Um, so it's, it's it's all manner of um, yeah. of different options, you know. Um, you know, you, you just you just hope that Wales do a a sort of clinical job on Tonga and don't get bogged down into into one of these matches um, against uh, against a, a, a lower ranked team where you know it becomes a long turgid night and. They perhaps get home by one or two points. You know, we don't we don't want that. We need to keep the momentum going and a comprehensive win. I mean, that's that's always been the script, isn't it, for mm. these for these games since probably since I think two thousand and five against Fiji was the sort of first one that really sort of dragged us down. These you make wholesale changes and it is just eighty minutes of broken rugby that we we, we scrape by. But I think Gatlin seemed sort of confident that that wouldn't be the case. This time, and I suppose he's probably buoyed by the fact that a lot of these players went to Tonga and, and Samoa a year ago and, and did a really clinical job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just just wondered, actually, Ben, can you know what what do you think the um, the uh, Tongan starting fifteen will look like? I was hoping you're going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look, um, you look, uh, you look threatening. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, I I think. Um, I was watching the Scotland Fiji game, and, and Fiji sort of ran out of steam, and Scotland yeah. sort of came through in the end. Um, but I mean, let's let's not forget. I think it was was it twenty twelve? Tonga Tonga actually won in Cardiff. Samoa Samoa won in Cardiff. It was Samoa, was yeah. it? I stand corrected. Um, yeah, but they caused problems for us um, in Tonga, the past. Played so. Tonga in twenty thirteen. I think it was a four point victory. Mm. You have technical problems. Mm. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I you know, I, I just think it's it's one of those matches. Get get the job done. Get get a, get a win by fifteen twenty points. Hopefully, we won't get battered around too much. And then, you know, that last game against a, a really sort of rejuvenated South Africa. Uh, you know, don't forget, 
we could be looking at an, an autumn clean sweep here for Wales. I was about to ask you about that. Mm. So well, you know, tweeted it last night. How often, you know, you say, did I think I'd see that in my lifetime? You know, the, given the size that we we play in the autumn, mm. you know, and it's a good job New Zealand aren't here, but you know, it's when you think of, you know, the problems we've had at this time of year, you know, it's um, you think of the momentum we would take into the Six Nations. Um, from that, you know, be um, and that's and that's Six Nations. I know I'm throwing it ahead a little bit too far now, but you know, you look at Scotland, you look at Ireland, you, you look at England, who, who seem to have solved a few of the problems they they've had this year. My goodness, that is going to be some tournament, you know. Yeah. Um, that's going to be some tournament because because all the sort of main players, you know, I mean, collectives, teams. They're all, you know, they all look in good shape, you know. Wales included. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose going back to that sort of idea of an autumn Grand Slam, a lot of that comes down to the first game against Scotland, which mm. we probably all scoffed at, didn't we? Thought mm. it was a cynical moneymaker, mm. but clearly it, it's something that Gatland likes because it, it, it allowed Wales to get up to what he believes is test level speed to face Australia and it could pay dividends couldn't it mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think he was spot on with that, that observation you know number of times Wales have just, just been caught cold you know uh, in the first game of the autumn you know suffered a, a heavy defeat and then that tends to set the tone and, and they're constantly trying to appease a, a disappointed public and you know the likes of ourselves are sort of criticising them and 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 it, and it sort of turns into a, a sort of siege mentality. Well, you know, it doesn't really feel... Mind you, there's, there's never much other than a siege mentality around the, <laughs> the Wales squad, but it, it doesn't seem that, um, you know, for, for once it's nice that they're, on, they're all on the front foot. Um, you know, so uh, de- definitely a, a positive uh, outlook at the moment. That's- that's as good a place as anywhere to leave it, I think. A nice little positive finish. Right, so that's all for the Welsh Rugby Podcast today. If you've enjoyed, uh, give it a like, give it a subscribe on iTunes and all the usual places. And for all the latest uh, Welsh Rugby news, you can catch it all on Wales Online.